Welcome to The Wondering Mind, a mental health podcast. I'm your host, Emily Elizabeth. My goal with this show is to help you get out of your own head and step into your full potential. Each week, I'll either be sharing my own personal story or I'll have a guest on providing you with their insight, perspective, and story to show you that anything is possible if you work hard and put your wondering mind to it. So let's get started. Today, I have a very special guest on the show. We have Anne Baldridge. She is a pageant contestant, and she is the CEO of the nonprofit organization Time to Be You. So I'm going to go ahead and let her give a little intro for those of you who don't know who she is, explain a little bit about herself and her nonprofit organization. Hi, everyone. My name is Ann Baldridge. I'm 21 years old, and I'm going to be a senior here at the University of Louisville this coming fall. I was born and raised in Louisville, Kentucky, and decided to stay here for my higher education, and I'll be graduating in the spring with a degree in mass communications and broadcast journalism to become a reporter, so hopefully you'll see me on the news here soon. (laughs) That's awesome. So I didn't know you wanted to do broadcast journalism. Yeah, I've always like had a huge love for writing ever since I was in the fifth grade. So growing up, I always knew that I wanted to be a news reporter eventually. So let's get into a little bit about your nonprofit first, and then we can chat about your pageant experience. So tell me a little bit about why you started the nonprofit, what motivated you to do so, and what it means to you. I started Time to Be You about a year ago when I was really struggling with how I saw myself on social media and I saw those around me really struggle with it as well. Like I had a really close friend of mine who had to delete all our social media because she felt like she was being overwhelmed with these body image concerns that she was scrolling through social media and seeing and it was really affecting her own life. So I wanted to take the extra further step and really creating awareness for this. So I have, I have the pleasure of speaking with students from elementary to college in the tri-state area so far about how you like can live a more hands-free life, but not totally hands-free since that's not how our world is nowadays, but the benefits that can come about it and how my own personal story is really affected through what time view has really become throughout this past year and moving forward with my movement. Do you think that being in the pageant industry and competing also had an impact on why you wanted to start this nonprofit. Do you think that the pageant world has definitely impacted that? Yeah, it definitely has. When I first started Tiny View, I knew that I wanted to go into pageants and I wanted to make a difference. Like I want to be able to like I want to share my own story and speak about how my message can relate to others. I want to have something that can really relate to everyone. You know, people have stories from all over, you know, the world, like what they've done and things. But I really wanted mine to be personal. And I thought that, you know, we can all relate to social media abuse. I mean, there's 210 million people in the world dealing with a social media addiction. So I really wanted to be able to create that message and allow people to break free from behind the screen. That's amazing because that's so important, I think, especially since in our day and age, Like you said, there's so many people that it's almost as, like you said, an addiction. I mean, social media, like it's definitely led so many teens and young adults to depression, anxiety, like negative body image. And I mean, I dealt with that myself as well. So I feel like we just kind of put up this front on social media and only show the things that we want people to see. But people are going through things that people have no clue of. You know, I personally dealt with that myself. And just seeing that people can use social media as like a flaw platform is 
so insane to me that it's we've taken it this far and nothing's been done about it yet. I think it's wonderful what you're doing and so important for this generation because, like you said, people look to social media for so many different things in healthy ways and in a lot of unhealthy ways. So let's chat more about the pageant world. So how did you get started into the competition and like competing in pageants? Yeah, so I'd always grown up loving pageants from afar because I'd seen girls at school that were doing them. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I would love to do that. But I never thought I was capable of doing something like that. About a year ago, I was like modeling for this boutique in Louisville. And one of the photographers had told me that, you know, hey, you should consider this. And I was like, no, that's definitely not my thing. (laughs) And then she was like, no, no, no. One of my best friends actually is a previous winner. You should talk to her. And I was like, um, you know, I'll talk to her. I mean, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so then I actually ended up having a phone call with her and she really told me about what came out of it from her and like and I researched more success stories that have come about, you know, winning the title and how it isn't just about the crown and the sash, but so much that comes after it for your life and how it can really set you up for success moving forward. And for me that was so important because, you know, a previous Miss Kentucky, she became a reporter afterwards. And I was like, that's what I want to do. So there's just so many opportunities and doors that come about through pageants. So to me, that's what really inspired me. And also, I wanted to be able to spread this message of my struggles throughout life and be like a reflection for other young girls that are dealing with what I dealt with. And I just thought that I could tie all of this together and create something amazing and something bigger than myself. I think that's fabulous. Also, earlier when you stated you didn't think you were cut out for that or like yeah. you could why why did you think that I think that growing up I always had to have this like go-getter personality I don't know just like an overachiever so I thought that oh my gosh this is something that's you know so intense and so much training goes into it do I have what it takes you know but throughout the training throughout this past year before I competed like it really opened so many opportunities for me and realizes that I needed to be more confident in myself, open up more, be more extroverted and things that I always wanted to be. So now being able to be on this podcast, to go out and do public speaking events, you know, it's really inspired me to be more capable of things that are coming my way. To be able to work so hard to get where you want to be to compete is such a game changer. You know, you have to prepare mentally, physically. So within the past year of preparing, I've changed greatly. I am so much more confident in myself and knowing who I am. I think that any girl considering to compete in a pageant should, because in a year from now, you could have a total transformation in who you are and your beliefs and what you want out of life and really see a bigger picture for your life. And I've learned that the stereotypes you think about pageants really aren't true. Like you said, the crowns and the sashes and pretty dresses like all those things are amazing and you know going to pick out your gown is like picking out your wedding dress <laughs> like it's an amazing feeling you are so in love with like being there and all the dresses you see but it's so much more than that and it really does give you a platform to speak on a message and before I competed I had watched Miss USA the previous year and there was a girl there she was Miss Ohio I've actually got to meet her since. That was really cool to meet her. She's amazing. Her name's Alice Magato, and her message was all about keeping it real, and she talked about not editing her photos on Instagram and, like, really just being authentic on social media, which really inspired me to be considering, you know, what I was going through, and more or less, I just think we need to be completely ourselves on social media as well and, you know, not be ashamed or embarrassed what we went through and not only have to post, like, oh my gosh, I'm partying, I'm going out, post things that are actually real and happening in your actual life. So 
So do you think that the pageant world is beginning to kind of shift into more of a transparent type of mindset where it's been in the past, like I said, very superficial seeming? So it sounds like it's starting to progress. Do you see more of that within the industry now? Oh, I definitely have. And within the past years, even for Miss Kentucky, for example, there was pretty low numbers of competitors. But this year with Miss Kentucky USA, we had 50 something girls competing. So the numbers were a lot higher. But I think that people sometimes feel that pageants aren't relevant anymore and they're decreasing. But in my opinion, I don't think that's true at all. And I think that being in pageants makes you a better person. Honestly, it makes you really know who you are and believe in yourself. So I definitely recommend to anyone out there who is considering doing it or just, you know, thinking about it. It's definitely a game changer. It's great to hear that things are beginning to change and shift within the industry. What about for the actual contestants that are either new or, you know, just starting out? And what advice would you give them in regards to looking at the other competitors and the other girls and trying not to compare themselves or get too down or in their head or thinking they're not good enough or that girl's prettier than me, I I don't have a chance. Has that ever happened to you? And if so, what advice would you give to other girls who are kind of going through that? Yeah, I definitely think when I first started, I had those thoughts that you know, so-and-so's been doing it for so long, and, you know, she's been in this business, she was a child, like, what, how do I stand up against someone like that, or what if I'm not pretty enough, but all those things, honestly, just kind of go away when you're there, because it's a whole new ball game. You really, and I truly believe this, you really are competing with just yourself and not the other girls. The other girls can be phenomenal, but you have to know that you have trained so hard, you are here for a reason, you're meant to be here, only thing I can stand in your way is you and you have to know that so just going into it just wholeheartedly you literally learn so much confidence in yourself and knowing who you are as a person that's really good to hear and I think that advice applies to all aspects of life and I think it's really important for people to understand that and continue to tell themselves you know that these other people in my life or around me. Yes, they're phenomenal. Yes, they're amazing. But so am I. And to continuously tell yourself that. So I think that's great. So let's dive back into the nonprofit. I'm curious to hear more about this. I started Time to Be You about a year ago. Since then, I've been able to speak with elementary through college students in Kentucky, Indiana, and Ohio so far about how to live a more hands-free life and, you know, setting those screen time limits, the benefits that can come about it. But Recently, everything that's going on in the world from COVID-19 and all the protests for Black Lives Matter, it's definitely really allowed me to take a step back and think about my experiences throughout life and how I've coped with them and really refocus what time to be you is and reflect upon those things. I think it's so important, like I've said multiple times, to know yourself and surround yourself with good, positive people. And when you're on social media, you know, post and scroll through positive, inspiring, encouraging posts, you know, put things out there that people want to see. That will help them benefit them. You know, taking the time to listen to yourself and do things that you actually truly love will make you really know who you are. And I realized throughout this past year that social media is not an accurate representation of people's full lives. For example, for myself, I feel like I always use social media as a screen to like hide behind and just post things that people wanted to see and like positive things I was doing in my life. Like when I, you know, got elected onto council, when I was doing this Kentucky, only the good things in my life, when I was doing that go-getter personality, 
but people never really knew what I was going through and like what I was hiding. So I think that Tiny View has really allowed me to open up and hope to say who I am. And recently I've been able to tell people that I dealt with physical and mental abuse from a close family member for the past seven years. And with that being said, I think that I was so ashamed and embarrassed to talk about that and to post about that because I've never done that before until recently. So allowing that to really open up, create doors to relate other people to relate to what I've dealt with and, you know, shine light on the situation and really bring about the good things in it. And I think that the biggest message message that I've learned from this is just that some people are meant to be in your life, some people aren't meant to be in your life. And it's whether that's a friendship or a relationship or a family member or a family member, like in my case, you just have to know that sometimes you have to let go and people aren't always meant to be there forever. And I think that you just need to like focus on positive on your life and definitely just keep moving forward and always stay true to yourself. I think that's very brave of you to finally step out of that shell in a sense and take down that persona of perfection in a way especially with you being in the pageant industry there is kind of that level of perfectionism that is portrayed throughout and especially being at such a young age you're what you're only 21 and people I feel at that age might be different now but at least from when I was 21 they they were too consumed with everyone else and people pleasing that they didn't have that ability to let that guard down have you noticed since you have been more vulnerable on social media and in real life, that people have reached out to you and have connected with you in a different way? Oh, yeah, definitely. Before Miss Kentucky, like I said, I was very hesitant on, you know, talking about my family life and what I've gone through. So I felt like I was very closed off and reserved. And But I always came off as this like positive and bubbly girl my entire life and everybody you know could like talk to me and I'd be outgoing and this and that but I felt like you know I was also hiding something from the world so being able now to be more vulnerable and like open up to people trust people like wholeheartedly and like know that they're on my side and they're here to help me has been amazing and people have definitely messaged me and reached out to me since going public with this it's been amazing I've even talked to students in schools come up to me afterwards about things that they have gone through you know and just being able to be so open with me is amazing I've even had people that I'm actually like pretty close to that I didn't even know message me and say that they're going through the same thing I was going through so people just hide so much because of social media and use that as a barrier so I think it's so amazing that I've been able to recently open up and inspire others hopefully and continue to in the future That's so great. I love hearing this. And I'm really proud of you. Another question. Have you noticed since you've kind of changed the the mood and the mindset of a time to be you? Have you noticed that your anxiety and your mental health has shifted in a more positive sense? Have you felt kind of almost a relief in a way? Oh, definitely. I felt like for so long, I was hiding it. And I was so anxious. And you know, I'd get so worked up all the time over little things. But just being able to let go and be myself recently has been so freeing in a sense, like I feel like I truly am myself 100%. And that I've learned that being myself is okay. And like, I was perfectly made the way I'm supposed to be Growing up back in high school, I would get pulled out of class every now and then to go see my counselor. And, you know, I always felt so embarrassed and people would look down on me for that. But in reality, I was so grateful that I had that person there and that 
I had the support system that I needed right inside my own school. So I think that every student should have to have 30 minute block or whatever it may be, like once a month, once a week, whatever that person needs, but we're not giving that to our kids. So I think that that goes along with time to be you and just encouraging people to really realize what the real world is instead of just what their phone consists of and what they see on social media. So have you done therapy aside from school? Did you do that outside of school? I did. Yeah, I went to someone outside of my school, but I did have a great guidance counselor. She really pushed me to go to U of L and consider doing broadcast journalism. So she definitely was a big help in my life. But I think that it's also really good to have that outside of school too and be able to get help if you need it. I think it starts with parenting and honing in on the child at a young age so that they begin to realize that taking care of their mental health is a normal process and that they shouldn't be ashamed of it. And I think, like you said, incorporating that more into schools, starting K through all the way up to high school and in college is so important. You know, being mentally abused is something that happens way too often in today's society, but I personally dealt with it by this person always would like lift me up and then like push me right back down. So it was like a non-going back and forth. If I was good enough, I wasn't good enough. And they'd always, you know, really change how I felt about myself. So really learning to let go of that, that opinion, that person, it's really been life-changing for me to be able to just be myself and, you know, not have to like look back and worry, am I good? Am I not good enough? Just know like I am enough. And like, that's what's important to me. Seeing everything I have accomplished, looking back and thinking, why did I ever doubt myself? Why did I ever let that person put me down? And then I feel like I always go back to that person because I was like, well, they're family and you know, I, I need to love them. But then I also at the same time was like, why am I doing this to myself? It's only pushing me down, you know, causing me anxiety and you know, always this like sickened sadness that I felt when I finally just let go. To me, it's just been like a relief. I am who I am and nothing's going to change that. So did it get to a point basically where your mental health started declining so much that you just had had enough? There was one day when I just, it just kind of changed for me. And then I was like, this is how I want to be treated anymore. And then, you know, months later, I would go back to that person and try to rekindle our relationship. And then it would, you know, be so high and great. And then it would fall down like a decline. And then it just kept going back and forth. So eventually, I just couldn't take it anymore. You know, it was so hard on me. I'd wake up every single morning, think about it. Before I would go to bed, I would think about it. And I didn't want to live my life like that. Because there's so many other great people in my life that truly were there for me that I didn't want to waste my time on someone who was only hurting me in the long run really hard to do that especially like you said when it's a family member or somebody that you're very close to so good for you for being like screw that I'm amazing I don't need this shit in my life anymore and I'm taking my the control back because I've you've always had it you just yeah I definitely like coming out and talking to me about you know like the relationship having that issue and I think it's so hard in that case too, because you know, how do you, it's like, how do you get out of something like that? You know, that person's in your blood, like, how do you just walk away? But you just got to do what's best for you in the long run. 100%. I think you doing what you're doing and starting this nonprofit and potentially being able to take it to a whole other level is really important. So for our listeners who have tuned in today, where can they find you on social media? 
So my Instagram is at Ann Baldridge. It's A-N-N with an E and then B like boy, A-L-D-R-I-D-G-E. And then my Twitter is Ann underscore Baldridge. And my Facebook is Ann Summer Baldridge. All right. Well, thank you so much, Anne, for joining us today. It was a pleasure having you on the show. For our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. Stay tuned for another episode of the Wondering Mind podcast. And I hope you have a wonderful day wherever you are. Thank you for listening to the Wondering Mind podcast. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you wouldn't mind just taking a few moments and leaving us a review, letting us know what you think of the podcast. Also, feel free to follow us on Instagram at the Wondering Mind Podcast and on Twitter at TWM Podcast.